0: Good morning, sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Competitive Hedge Podcast. I am your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and thank you all for listening here today. This podcast is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results and headlines from the weekend that was before diving into today's betting slate, and we cap things off with our daily betting card. Now, full disclosure, we are ice cold on the bets front right now. We went nearly winless. On Friday, winless on Saturday, but we did pull it back together with a 500-day yesterday and some PGA bets that went our way. But other than that, it hasn't been our very best. Now, I hope everyone's having a great long weekend. I know that I am. It was filled with a lot of golf, both watching and playing. And so it was great to to do that, especially with my wife getting her out on the golf course once again, trying to get her into the game that I love so much. Uh, WNBA tipped off this past weekend as well. Shout out to Brianna Stewart. 45 and 10 yesterday. And in my Vegas Aces, they cruised to an opening victory. Should be an exciting season of WNBA basketball. But not only that, it's going to be a great show for you here this morning. We got a lot to get to. Before we get started with today's episode, are you looking to make some wagers? Then head over to bet99.com. Bet99 is a Canadian sports book and casino that offers in play betting, player props, a cash out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and MLB. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and the mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free, with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24 7 with their live chat option so go to bet99.com today to make an account use code shooters at sign up and please gamble responsibly you must be 19 plus years of age to do so and if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you contact connex ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge now let's get back to the show So let's chat about the NBA first and where those series are at. Nuggets and Heat, they are dominating right now. They lead both of those series three to nothing. So let's start with that game that happened yesterday with Miami and Boston. Miami absolutely dominated 128 to 102. Butler with only 16, 8, and 6. And it really didn't matter because the Celtics clearly stayed in Boston. They were not ready to go for this game. Gabe Vincent had 29. Duncan Robinson hit five threes. Caleb Martin had 18. Bam had 13. It was an all-out team effort for Miami. And the Celtics just completely no-showed yesterday. Uh, Tatum with 14 and 10 on just 6 of 18 shooting. Jalen Brown, 12 points on 6 of 17 shooting. Marcus Smart was 2 of 8 from the field. I think it warrants this video. I thought you were this worldly, sophisticated guy, but you're just a fraud. Derek White was just three of nine from the field. This was never really a game at any point, and Missoula might be the worst timeout taker ever. Um, There was the video circulating yesterday of Jimmy Butler calling a timeout for them. That's how bad they were, but the Celtics look almost dead in the water. Down 3-0, never happened in NBA history. 0 for 149 is what that is for teams that are up 3-0 or down 3-0 sorry coming back trying to win now the same can be said for my Lakers I mean they're down they lost 119 to 108 on Saturday night Jamal Murray had 30 at halftime uh completely played Schroeder and Russell off the floor in that game Denver never really looked back and Murray finished with 37 7 and 6 an all-out performance from him Jokic had 24-8-6, and six, which you would call that a, a down night for the Joker, and they were still able to pull it off. Bruce Brown with 15 off the bench, and KCP with 17 in the starting lineup. Now, on the Lakers' side of things, AD had 28-18, which is good, but they needed more from him on the night. Uh, he needed to hit 35-40 points in that game if they were truly going to have a chance. And, and this is what it boils down to for the Lakers is that LeBron 23-12-7 and seven, and at this juncture of his career, that's about what he's capable of. If he really goes off, he maybe finishes with 30. But Anthony Davis, the whole way that this was going to work was that he was the true number one option, that he was going to play like the top 10 player that we've been hearing about him being when he's healthy. And he's just been too inconsistent throughout this postseason. You could hide it when you were playing teams like Memphis, uh, even Golden State to an extent. That was a bit of a banged up Golden State team. Austin Reeves had 23 in the game just the other night. And then Schroeder, Vanderbilt, and Russell combined for just 10 points. So I don't know what the Lakers are going to do. They do need to figure it out fairly quickly if that's going to happen because they play tonight with the potential of getting swept. Um, But the series is far from over. We do need to see if they can make those adjustments on Jamal Murray. You're never going to stop a guy like Murray, but if you can at the very least slow him down, not let him get 30 in the first half, then you might have a chance of winning at least Game 4 and sending it back to Denver for a Game 5. Now, NHL-wise, four games into these conference finals, the Stars and Hurricanes find themselves down 2-0, but they went to overtime in both games. So the fact that all four games have gone to overtime so far has been pretty crazy. Florida winning Game 1 and Game 2 in Carolina. Kachuk scoring both of the winners in overtime there which is pretty crazy because, I mean, the Canes have completely outplayed them. They outshot them 38-26 to in Game 2 and 65-60 to in Game 1 in that very long four-overtime game. But Brovsky, he's just been on another level so far this postseason. But they're going to have to figure out a way to solve him very quickly. No reason that you can't. No reason that Caroline can't go in and win both in Florida. But they certainly need to be more physical. That's where Florida's had the edge on them. As far as the Dallas series goes, everyone knows that we're sitting on that twenty-five to one ticket for the Stars. So it's heartbreaking to see them lose that game yesterday. They blew the lead late uh, in that game, and then they end up losing in overtime. Howden and Stevenson have scored both the OT winners so far, and Dallas—they got outplayed in Game One. Full disclosure on that, but in Game Two, they certainly should have been able to tie up that series, send it back to Dallas with home ice advantage, and they were unable to deliver there. So. They got to go back home. They got to win both in Dallas and bring it back for a best of three moving forward. And then, as I said, we tuned into a lot of golf this weekend. And Brooks Kepka, he won his fifth major, winning by two shots over Hovland and Scheffler. This was just the same steady Brooks that we're used to. Pre-injury, he was the most consistent guy in the majors. He found a way to just gut it out, grind it out when times were tough. You look at his round yesterday, one of the best rounds of the day. And that got him into the lead heading into the day. And then he just did what he had to do. He went out there, shot a three under par. And that's all that she wrote on that front. Now, if you're someone who looks into social media like I do, you definitely thought that the PGA Tour was an embarrassment yesterday. The fact that they weren't tweeting about it. They gave a couple tweets of congrats, Brooks, on winning. And then they buried it in the timeline, hoping to uh, hide the fact that a live player just went in and won the PGA Championship of All Majors. Was pretty funny. But nonetheless, Brooks wins his fifth. He now joins Elite Company. When you get to that number five mark in golf majors, only 19 guys in the history of the sport have been able to do it. And so Kepka is one of those guys moving forward. Now, what was a great storyline this weekend was Michael Block. Uh, PGA Tour Pro teaches out of a public course in California, and he dunks a hole in one yesterday, uh, playing with Rory McElroy on the final day. Uh, wins $283,000 with his finish yesterday. It was just awesome to see his interactions with the crowd all throughout the week. It was truly one of the more heartwarming things that you'll see in sports over the last little while. And so he now gets a couple of opportunities. He gets to go to the Charles Schwab Challenge next week in Texas. And then next month, he even got an RBC Canadian Open exemption as well, which is pretty awesome to see. So he gets to live out his dream at least for a couple more events, see if he can deliver. Let's call it easier tournaments. I mean, the fact that he was able to play this well at the PGA Championship when the course was playing that tough, only a handful of guys under par for the tournament. I'm excited to see what he can do. And if it doesn't turn out, he still gave us one of the best weeks that you'll ever see in a major. But nonetheless, shout out to Michael Block for a great week. As I said, we did have a winning week overall. (laughs) Dustin Johnson and Cam Young were not it as far as winner plays go. Young missed the cut, and DJ was tied for 55th. Morikawa, though, top 10, just missed out at T26. What did deliver was we did have Kepkin in our card at a top 20. Should have gone a bit more aggressive, but he delivers there. And Cameron Smith, our play, favorite play of the week for a top 20 at plus 139. He delivers with a T9. Great weekend for him, 70-65 to get back into the top 10. So with that, let's head over to our daily game slate. This is where we go through all of the games for today. And before we do, let's play the video. All right, so if you're looking for something to tune into a little bit earlier in the day today, We've got some EPL action, Monday action with Newcastle United, minus 260, taking on Leicester City at plus 575. Pretty major game for both teams. Um, Newcastle currently sit third in the table. Um, They're three points clear of Liverpool who are in fifth and they've got a game in hand. So even a point today will deliver them a top four spot, meaning Champions League football next year for a... Newcastle United now Leicester City they're scrambling they're at the bottom of the table currently they're 19th uh sitting in one of those relegation spots they're three points back of 17th which is the the magic number that they need in order to stay alive which is pretty crazy given Leicester City won the title just a handful of years ago but they're battling for their lives uh we saw Leeds United weren't able to deliver yesterday they're one of the teams in front of them but they're in 18th Everton is that team that they're going to have to hop in front of overall. Now, if you're looking for some value here today, Leicester city, double chance, uh, Newcastle, as I said, only needs a point. I do think that they're going to push for all three, but if they only end up getting one point here, that that's still okay. And that would help Leicester city in a big way would mean that if they can secure all three and then Everton picks up a loss when they travel to take on West Ham, then they would end up staying alive. So, Definitely a game to tune into. This one's going to be in the afternoon, 3 Eastern time, 1 o'clock my time, if you want to watch some soccer now. NHL, we got Carolina and Florida today. Florida minus 115 at home. And we already talked about the series a little bit, but I'm getting tired of betting on teams because they need this game. And that's where we've been the last couple weeks. We probably should have been doing a little bit more research on how teams play on the road and home and all that stuff, but... We've been a little bit lackadaisical in that sense. And we've lost four straight hockey bets. We, we bet Dallas both games. We bet Carolina both days. And they all lost in overtime. I'm hopeful that Carolina is going to deliver today. That would be where I would go with this bet. Um, Freddie Anderson does have to be at his very best, especially with the way that Bobrovsky is playing. You go down 3-0, you're not quite as dead as you are in the NBA. But when you're down 3-0, only a handful of teams have ever done it coming back. So... I do think that this is a must win for Carolina today. Obviously I do like them at plus money today. I think they're just plus a hundred though. So Carolina would be where I would go with this game. It's not an official show play given our recent luck with NHL bets, but that's certainly the route that I would take. Now Denver and the Lakers Lakers are minus three and a half at home. They're minus four and a half at home or minus five and a half, depending on which book you were on just on Saturday. And then they ended up getting blown out by double digits. So, Certainly no D'Angelo Russell player props today. That's one that we've definitely, uh, we would take the under, maybe with D'Angelo Russell. Definitely not in our card today. Season's on the line. I do find it hard to believe LeBron could get swept in the playoffs. Murray has to be contained at some point in this series. Um, As I said, he had 30 in the first half. I'm curious to see what Darvin Ham can do today to throw at him, maybe potentially slow him down a little bit. Um, Mo Bamba being available for the Lakers today. Um, That was a tweet that went out there where everyone's like, oh, awesome, this is going to give them some depth in the front court. I don't think that particularly matters in this game. It's going to be all about AD. It's going to be about LeBron. Can Austin Reeves give you another 20-point game as well? But I do like the Lakers today. Obviously, I put money on them to win this series in seven. So if they don't get one today, then I shudder to think what my timeline is going to look like on Twitter if they are unable to deliver in that game. And then plenty of MLB action today. Once again, no WNBA happening, so pretty limited as far as bets go, which is why we do have a little bit of a lighter card today. I do like that St. Louis and Cincinnati Reds game. Um, I certainly think that there is some value there, taking the plus one and a half with the Reds, even maybe even taking them on the money line at plus 160. Monday baseball can be a little bit funky, but I do like Williamson's pitching matchup today. He's been really solid for the Rays, despite the fact that they're 19 and 27. Uh, St. Louis does have Montgomery going. He's been all right out of the gate, but he does have a two and six record despite just the 4.21 ERA. So St. Louis is getting minus 190 on the money line right now. I think you can get some value at plus one and a half. You do get plus 105 for that. So I do like the Reds there. And then Dodgers and Braves was another one that I was looking at. Strictly due to the pitching matchup today. you do have uh, Gavin Stone going up against Charlie Morton. Morton's 5-3 and three and at home in this game. I do think that minus 150, it's a little bit more juice than I would like to play. I'm hoping that that line comes down a little bit, but I do like the Braves today nonetheless. So with that, let's head over to our last call pick segment. This is sponsored by Last Mountain Distillery, which is family owned and operated, located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Saskatchewan's first micro distillery success lies in their commitment to producing high quality handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Check out some of their great products like their sweet tea vodka, like their coconut vodka, and if you like a good Caesar on a hot day, then you want their dill pickle vodka for that. Really appreciate Last Mountain Distillery. Support local, as always, on the Competitive Hedge podcast. So we got two plays for you, plus a player prop, and then we're going to head on out and enjoy the rest of our long weekend. We're going to start by going back to the Jays. Well, once again, first five versus the Rays at minus 112. The Jays have lost four in a row and they are taking on the best team in baseball today. That being said, Bassett's been one of the more reliable guys that they've had in their rotation. So at least like the Jays early on today, they are taking on Trevor Kelly, who's normally a bullpen guy, but he's being asked to step up and play a bit of a bigger role with guys like Rasmussen heading to the IL and plenty of other injuries that this race team has. So I think that the the Rays are banged up, the Jays need to wake up, and I think that this is a great spot for a bet. So minus at 112 for a full unit. That's where we're going with that play. We're also going to play the Lakers minus two and a half at minus 125 for one and a half units. Yes, I am a sucker. Yes, I bought a full point tonight for this one in case it comes down to the wire. But I have money on the Lakers in seven that I placed on Saturday night. I think at the very least, they're not going to get swept in this series. And so I'm praying to get some of that money back that I put down on Lakers in seven by betting them tonight. Let's not get swept. I pray to God that we don't get swept. Otherwise, I'm going to have a lot of people to apologize to at the end of this game. And the player prop for tonight, also hopeful. Austin Reeves over 17 and a half points at minus 118 for a full unit. Coming off 23 in game three, he's gone over in four straight and five of six, all of which have been over 20 points, actually. So he's been delivering this postseason, Austin Reeves has is why he's commanding a bag this summer he is the true third option for this team the offense gets run through him a lot of the time when LeBron and AD are needing a bit of a rest here so if he doesn't have 20 the Lakers are likely heading home we are setting ourselves up for a tough night of bets if the Lakers don't win but really love Austin Reeves here if you follow us on Twitter you know that both Austin and Reeves are in contention for the name of our firstborn son And so I really hope that he delivers tonight so that way we can keep that name in contention, but more player props potentially being posted later today. I do want to see where some of these baseball lines land. Um, I do think that there's going to be some value there on the total bases front. So we might have a couple more for you here later today, but appreciate everyone who tuned into the show today. Go Lakers tonight needed in the worst way. Otherwise I'm going to have to take a vacation from social media And appreciate everyone who tuned into the show on this holiday Monday. Spend some time with family. Spend some time with your loved ones. And we'll see you guys tomorrow or Wednesday for the Competitive Hedge podcast. (laughs)